You know what? I was just talking away. Okay, let me try this again. Good evening, everyone. Thank you again. Welcome to Being Black in Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence in craft sphere. I'm Angie, one of your moderators. And uh, this weekend, what I did was I went to Chicago. I met up with uh, Pink Boots uh, Colby uh, out of the Chicago chapter. That's a recent new brewer at Goose Island. And she gave us a little behind the scenes tour. Uh, if y'all are into that Bourbon County style, I sh she would let let me take she would let me take a picture because it's going to go like very retro, but it wasn't I wasn't able to post it, so I was like, let me not even take the picture because I'm going to get and post it, and I don't want her to get in trouble. But definitely cop one, so I can tell you one of the flavors is going to be biscotti uh, for the Bourbon County uh, stout. So be looking out for that. Now, one of the things that I don't know about y'all, but I've been wanting to get someone and talk to someone that's gone to Blacktoberfest. I see some pictures here and there, but I finally saw, saw someone that I actually know that went. So I brought April, asked April if she would mind sharing with us how was her experience at Blacktoberfest. Because uh, I know I won't get to go this year, but hey, I want to kind of put on my radar and see what she thought about it. So we're going to talk to her and then we're going to talk to the man of the hour, Jeremy. So April. So uh, Blacktoberfest was in St. Louis proper, right? Yeah, uh, last weekend uh, it was in St. Louis. Uh, I got a chance to just kind of you know, slide up there real quick. It's a really short trip for me. I'm in Memphis for, um, for those of the, those of you that aren't familiar with me. Um, so I'm located in Memphis. It's a short drive. So I just kind of slid up there real quick and it was a, you know, one night turnaround. Um, this was my, this was actually my very first beer fest attending that was curated by us. Um, okay. and directed towards us. So, you know, I had I hadn't had an opportunity to, you know, um, attend any of the other ones up north. So since this one was closer to me, I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and take the opportunity to go up and, you know, just kind of check it out and get my, you know, get my feel of things. Um, I had already kind of connected with a, uh, one person in St. Louis. So I figured I'd, you know, kind of bump heads. We run into each other there. Um, but it, it, it was a really good time. They had uh, maybe eight or nine collaborations there um, with some of the local breweries. Um, so I got a chance to kind of poke around and, and check those out. It was some really, really good beer out there. But um, I will say this, um, the, the vibe was, Obviously, it, it it was it was something that I had never experienced. Having gone to obviously, having gone to some of these other beer fests that um, I've attended here locally, because we haven't had the opportunity here in Memphis to um, kind of come together and have so much as a presence um, as some of the other cities that that that's been able to um, create somewhat of a community. Um, so it was cool for me to just be able to take that short trip and just kind of check out uh, what Blacktoberfest had to offer. They had some really great vendors out there. Um, it was at this um, 
it was at a place called Community Commons, and it kind of houses um, quite a few uh, Black-owned businesses there, um, as well as a community kitchen. So it's kind of, you know, almost kind of like a compound for, you know, other small business owners of color to just kind of come together and showcase their talents and their products and services. So um, everything was just kind of um, just compounded into that that space and it was just a it was just a really great time so much that i'm going to go to atlanta next weekend <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah okay now um hey what was that kenny kenny it's me hey kenny how are you <laughs> i'm good in yourself i'm good so april um Tell everyone your IG uh, tag, your IG name. Okay, so on Instagram, I am Blue City Beer Babe. Um, All together, no underscore, anything like that. Blue City Beer Babe, for those of you that don't know me. Um, and and yeah, you can just kind of check out what I have going on here. I'm you know always kind of poking around, you know, locally checking out the new beers that's here in Memphis. Um, Anybody that's oh I, I also um I also share beers so if anybody's in the, you know any other locations if you want to try some stuff here I I'm open to anybody that's you know that's wanting to check out some stuff that we have here locally. I can I can and I can definitely bet April she will she will uh <laughs> get you some good stuff especially if, if you if, especially if you know now she'll do you a party pack but it's like. Can you please give me this one? It's just like, yeah, that one for real. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you just like a couple more questions. So, how many beers? Uh, now you said it was like eight to ten collaborations, but were there other beers that weren't collaborations? Where it was just eight to ten that you had to choose? Ye yes. So, um, like I said, there were there were eight or there were eight or nine collaborations, but um, also those breweries. Um, those breweries that um, actually that brewed the beer, um, they brought some of their other stuff that they have in regular rotation. Um, there was, a, you know, in addition to, you know, some of the collabs that were really good, there was also a really good Oktoberfest that I had um, from Civil Life and a Hef um, from Narrow Gauge. So yeah, it, in addition to the collabs, they did have some of their regular rotation beers out there for, you know, for the attendees to try out. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, definitely. Okay. I know that there was a vibe in St. Louis, but when I tell you, you probably going to text me or send me an ID <laughs> when you get back from Atlanta. Listen, I, already, on a whole look, I already know it's, I already know it's going to be on 10. I'm, and that's, that's and, exactly and why bring, I'm and make, that's, and make sure you bring your cigars as well. Take your right. I didn't have any. Look, I didn't have any sticks with me in St. <laughs> I didn't have any sticks with me in St. Louis. I was like, look, I'm gonna, this is just going to be a really quick turnaround. I'm not going to pack my whole house. Uh, I'm not going to pack my whole house and take it up, you know, take it up the road. And then, of course, I get out there and the guys got their sticks and I'm like, OK, are they selling mm -hmm. sticks somewhere? Because now I want one. But right. um, yeah, I'm already knowing Atlanta is going to be live. So I, I, I definitely yeah. am making it my business to get there. Well, I'm I'm glad that you had a great time. I thank you so much because I've been wanting to know, hey, who has been there? Um, 
and he has it in different places, and I know there's different experiences. So thank you yeah. for the bird's eye view. Oh, no um, problem, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. I see, before I get to Je- Jeremiah, um, I see Janelle, and I see a little, uh, a little banner that you're new. So welcome, Janelle. Um, and I hope I'm saying it correctly. Please tell me if I'm if I'm not saying correctly. Um, welcome and thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, you want to give us like a because we're all family. Just a sh- short little blurb about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, I'm new to Clubhouse, so I had to download the app. I'm probably telling you my age now that I, I was unfamiliar with this with this uh, platform. But um, but yes, my name is Janelle. I am from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I got involved in craft beer about 15 years ago. I was living in um, Juneau, Alaska at the time and hadn't really um, had any beer at all, let alone craft beer. But um, a friend got me involved and then I've been able with work to just um, visit a few breweries um, in the U.S. and then sometime um abroad as well. And so I actually uh, went to a, a beer festival last month. It was a female beer festival that supports women in beer and craft beer. And um, through a colleague and a friend and another friend, I, I heard about you all. So I wanted to join and just, you know, spend time with like-minded people. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate um, appreciate you whoever it was that referred you thank them so much and we're always here on monday uh if we're out you know we'll definitely post yeah you know let someone we'll post it but it was actually 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 i believe yeah actually it was uh it was for lifting lucy was a newer organization was new to me but an organization for um women in beer yes awesome thank you ashley so, all right. So the man of the hour. <clears throat> this gentleman here, I thought that uh, it was probably, I'm going to say six months ago. I was, uh, I went to a bottle chair and I was like, oh yeah, uh, he brews beer. I was like, where? You mean there's another black brewer? Because there was, there was like just a handful. I was like, I know Kumba. I know uh, Jared, and that was it. And I was like, no, he does, he works with Shannon Brewing. I was like, oh, I need to know who this is. And Jeremiah is what is he's been with us. Uh, he's changed his his little avatar, but he's usually with us in the background. That's why I kind of say he speaks softly, but carries a big hop because he's making moves and he's so he's so. Um, to me, reserved. He may be something totally different, but he seems like a very reserved guy, but is a wealth of knowledge when you get him to open up. So I'm hoping that we get that, get get to uh, get him to talk to us and share. So Jeremiah, thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, allowing us to uh, schedule time with you because I know that you're busy. Thank How you for having you me. Uh, doing doing pretty good. Um, so yeah, I guess last week uh, got to go to an old friend's wedding. So usually when I get to a, a wedding reception, I am a little less reserved. But mm. on, on a normal day, yeah. 
Okay, so we got to get somebody married. Okay. Coffee, yeah, you're yeah up. pretty much. No, ma'am. <laughs> so, Jimmy, take us back to the beginning. When did you first fall in love with Crafty Wood? So, I guess my my journey isn't isn't too uh, it isn't too long or isn't too old, I guess. Um, so, yeah, couple couple years ago, um, senior year of of college, uh, just started homebrewing a little bit. Um, and I guess a little bit before that, um, one of my, uh, like housemates and I would kind of just go to the local bottle shop on campus and he'd, he'd just try to pick up some random stuff, uh, that we wouldn't have, like haven't had before. Um, and just kind of started trying things here and there. Um, and then, yeah, uh. Yeah, once I got to senior year, um, asked my sister for a for a homebrew kit for Christmas, um, and then uh, as I was finishing college, I kind of knew with my background that I would try to go into something in the food and beverage route. Um, originally, I was thinking more on the distillery side or potentially going mm -hmm. to a winery somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. But then, yeah, as I started homebrewing a little bit, it was, you know, a little bit easier to to make beer than, you know, distilling in your house. They don't really look too kindly on that. So I guess that kind of yeah. got me more into beer and then just started trying more. And now we're here, I guess. So do you recall the beer that you made that you thought, oh, I can do this. I can do this shit for real. I can really, I think I can get somebody to, to pay me for this. Um, I, I guess the first thing I made, uh, was like one of the kits. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, but a couple people, um, enjoyed it pretty well. Um, and I kind of was using it to sort of get the, get the process down. Um, and then my batches after that um, pretty much went right into all grain brewing. Um, and I guess for me, pretty much how I, how I do my home brewing, I don't do it too much anymore uh, just cause you know, during the days that's, that's what I'm doing. So got to take some time off. Um, but pretty much either I try to recreate something that I've already found that I enjoy or try to brew something that I'm not able to get super readily. Um, so I guess the, the two main ones that I've done at home that I've been pretty proud of are a, uh, a dry Irish stout and then um, pretty much like a, like Belgian style wit beer um, with a little bit of play on some of the citrus, but, Nothing too crazy, but I've been really That's pleased with how yeah, how those have. <laughs> it's it's a good one. It's a good one. Nice and refreshing. So okay, so you your your the degree that you got was like in the food and beverage realm. So do you, uh, so, yeah. go ahead. Oh yeah, so uh yeah, graduated with uh, chemical engineering. So okay. not. Yeah, yeah. So 
I guess a lot of people in that sphere kind of go into oil and gas or like consumer products. Um, but there, there are a few, um, like one of my classmates ended up going to a, like a winery in California, but I feel like most people tend to go into either like management or kind of like process engineering sort of, sort of roles. Are you a native to Texas? Uh, I am not uh, from Indiana originally. Okay. So yeah, I've only been okay. here about two years. Really? So how was that? That experience. Um, <laughs> it it wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, Indiana I feel like is, at least for where I grew up, kind of similar in in uh, in vibe to Texas. Um, just, just not as extreme, I guess. Um, but yeah, so when I first moved here, I think it was January. So then like a month later, there was that huge ice storm with the, mm, with mm -hmm. the, with the huge car pile up on the 35. Yes. So yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was a nice warm welcome for sure. <laughs> So how did you land at Shannon Brewery? Was that the first brewery that you started working at or was there something before that? So, yeah, I guess I've had uh, a, a few different scales. So when I first moved down here, kind of just needed to get into something um, so that I had a job while moving. Um, so, yeah, I started out at the uh, Miller facility down here. So Molson Coors, uh, pretty much making Miller Lite, Coors Light, uh, a little bit of PBR here and there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, real, real large scale uh, process. Um, so yeah, kind of use that as a, like a launching point, but also just uh, <laughs> when, when the, uh, when the other workers weren't doing what they needed to do or uh, expressing their frustrations, they would, they would, uh, kind of like help explain things to me and sort of, uh, educate like why we're doing certain things. And then, uh, when I was there, I also, uh, would like go up to the lab quite a bit, talk with some of the people that worked up there and then did the sensory program. So really just use that as a, as a way to kind of familiarize myself more so with the brewing industry kind of on on as close a scale as my kind of like processing side would would kind of see um and kind of just got familiar with what beer on that scale uh, tends to taste like how you achieve that kind of consistency um and then after I was there for a while, uh, got a job at a slightly smaller place, so Shannon Brewing Company. Um, and then, yeah, worked there as a kind of assistant brewer. Um, so let me, but yeah, let me much, ask much you, smaller. Let me ask you a question from that. From going from Molson Coors to, that's, that I would consider corporate, a corporate mm -hmm. brewing company compared to Shannon, which is more like, one owner, maybe two at most. Um, just a general question as far as 
for a person that's wanting to go into the beer industry, what mm-hmm. do you think is something that cor- either way, vice versa, corporate, the corporate structure to be, I guess you'd say mom and pop, that they should use or vice versa? Is there something they could take that, you know, you, it'll be really great if you use this particular dynamic to help your workers. Because I, I hear stories as far as like, you know, if this was corporate, it wouldn't go down like this. You know, you don't have mm. anyone to really um, talk to, like H, uh, HR department. Is there mm. something that, you, that you've seen that would be helpful to those mom and pop smaller breweries that corporate does or vice versa? Mm. I, I guess the answer I would first give is, um, so I guess because it's a, like a union facility, um, I, I think kind of one of the main differences, which depending on how much you have to do can be good or bad. Um, but working in a corporate setting, uh, you're pretty much just there for your normal normal shift hours um which if you're not forced over or forced in early uh can be pretty good and uh with a union you do have a lot more protection um whereas if you work at a a smaller craft brewery um or i guess just craft usually in general uh there are places that do shift work but you are probably more likely to like if you run into an issue uh during the day um you might end up being there for 10 13 hours something like that um and maybe if there's no one coming in after you you have to yeah have to figure out how to get the job done properly still um but yeah sometimes you just can't really can't really uh, escape the the time that you're stuck there. Um, so I guess that's probably one of the main, uh, main like corporate issues that you might, I guess, could be a benefit at a smaller place. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess as places get larger and larger, uh, usually start incorporating shift schedules into the into the mix anyway. Um, but yeah, it just depends, I guess, what scale of a brewery you're at. Was there anything as far as like, um, I'm going, I'm going to make the assumption. You tell me if I'm wrong, uh, the diversity at like Shannon, were you like, probably, you probably, probably the one of the youngest, were you the only person of color there and how was I that was. how was that so i yeah i guess kind of over over my time here uh kind of being able to meet different people in the industry um i feel like there's still not too many uh too many blacks in the area um including the people you mentioned earlier, um, Jared and Kumba. Um, there's also a guy over at uh, Fort Brewery. 
um, Chris, I believe is his name. Yes, I just met um, him. Yes, 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 yes. I forget about yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so like I'm able to see some people in the industry uh, here and there. Um, but for the most part, um, like while I'm working, uh, usually the only one. But then also like when people like come into a tap room, sometimes it's even then still a little isolating sometimes. Um, but then when you see somebody walk in either with a group or just by themselves, but looks a little bit more like you, it kind of can kind of be a, a little bit of a relief. Like, okay, I'm not, not completely alone here. There are other people. It's just, we're, yeah. we're still, still in the minority. So. So how did you get, how did you acquire um, false idol? How did that take place? Because uh, Jeremiah went from Shannon, which what I can't even think of what the de- Texas is so freaking big. I've never been to Shannon. <laughs> Where is Shannon Brewery? It's like outside of Fort Worth. Yeah, it's it's in Keller, Texas. Um, Keller. Okay. So pretty. Yeah. So pretty much um, just north of Fort Worth. Okay. Um, but. I mean, depending on how you get there, still kind of yeah. takes a while. But I think it's the so the next largest city up there. So you did a hop, skip, and a jump to False Idol, which is one of the premier, to me, as far as like in the um, Euless, Euless, uh Bedford area is one of the bar none places. Uh, Chris, that's where I got the, uh, I forget what it had that big well on that seventeen percent beer that I plopped on the table at uh, in Atlanta. Where they was like, "What the hell?" And it was a, of course it was delicious, but uh, that was before your time, Jeremiah. But I'm sure you're probably doing some big body stouts as well. So how did you get over there? How did that happen? So yeah, I had met uh, Dom, uh, one of the owners, and then. Um, I'd stopped in a couple times because for one, it was kind of on the way back from work, um, but also it's just of the places in the area. Um, they, I mean, but even before I worked there, I, I did pretty consistently enjoy most of their stuff. Um, so yeah, when uh, their old assistant brewer um, was stepping down, um, reached out to them and had a little bit of previous experience. So uh Pretty much just old fashioned went in, uh, interviewed and kinda kinda worked out, I guess. Um but yeah, so nothing nothing too crazy on on that story really. No, it worked out. I was like, it, it did work out. Okay, so to to let everyone know, I've been asking Jeremiah I'd like to talk to him. He's like, Oh, I'm I'm really kinda busy. You know, things are going on. People just having a whole different like a life change he went to false idol and he did it so like ninja style as far as i'm concerned it's like all of a sudden he was at uh false idol um so that's why i was like yeah. <laughs> like so um his demeanor is just like yeah i did that yeah so, so it's it's okay so um are you are you the you're the assistant brewer there now? That is your position. What is your position? Let me just ask. Yeah. 
Yeah, assistant brewer. Mm-hmm. So, do they? I mean, there's a couple of things they have like um, readily on their roster. Have you been able to start putting your input as far as what you want to put out there on the tap, or how is that uh, done? So, uh, since I've been there, uh, we've been a little bit kind of playing catch up. Um, okay. So yeah, we've been kind of uh, grinding out some of the some of the more frequent beers that they'll have on tap and then um uh they're they're a pretty big like hazy brewery um mm-hmm. so we'll tend to we'll tend to do those pretty frequently whether they're doubles triples or just a regular hazy um so as of yet um haven't really come up with any recipes uh i have a few just like uh kind of of my own um you got them ready um, for the. They're, got, they're got them, yeah. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Um, yeah. But yeah, so far, um, haven't been able to actively brew something. Um, but like, if we need to throw together a special keg or like test out a new ingredient, see how it'll how it'll kind of play into a larger larger beer. Um, been able to kind of help out with it a little bit, but. Yeah, still still working on it. Do y'all, uh, how long have you been there? It's been like three months? Has it? Uh, has yeah, yeah a little more than. Okay, okay. Yeah. So do y'all do distro? Like have Fallside on tap anywhere? Or it's just like y'all, y'all do pretty good with can distribution? Because people come and get the four pack and just like. Yeah. So there, there is a little bit of distribution in the area. Um, a few places have kegs. Um, I don't know if there's, okay. I guess, like regular, regular accounts that tend to take them. Um, mm-hmm. Seen seen them a couple times at uh, like Southside Cellar is a pretty popular yes. one. I think yeah. some of the, uh, like some of the what's on taps. Um, but yeah, I think kind of depends on what it is we're sending out. Um, and also, I guess, how much we how much we have in the tap room sort of thing. Well, I definitely know that Fox Idol is, they're really into their stout. So I'm, I'm going to assume that there's going to be some type of big body stout that you'll have your hands in. And of course, we definitely want to know uh, so we can come and uh, patronize you. Well, we're going to patronize you anyway because it's false idol and because they do make great beer. But it's it's just that little bit extra that we know that you're doing it that you're you have your hands in it that makes it just that much better. So those are really all the questions that I have. Um, if anyone else has any questions, the floor is open. I have questions. Hey Jeremiah, this is Coffee. Hey, Coffee. Were you at the um, Fall Saddle Bottle Chair that we had? You were, uh, right? I believe, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's funny, Angie was talking about marriage. My boyfriend was just here and he left and he heard you say about 
um, your home kit. So he was like, what is that? And I was explaining it to him. So that is actually really cool because it may be something he would like want for Christmas. So that was really cool that he heard that. But the question I have for you is how long do you think you need to be a junior or associate before you would feel comfortable being a head brewer? And also, um, what advice do you have for people that would like to start brewing um, in a in a brewery like you as an associate? Um. So what was the what was the first question again? How long do you think you need to be an associate before you feel hmm. comfortable being a head brewer? Um, so I think that would kind of depend. Well, I guess on a on a multi-person scale, I'd say it might depend on where it is uh, you're working. Um, so, for instance, um, at at the at the other place I worked, um, the brewer and I um, there was no head brewer at the time, so uh, we we really had a lot more responsibility um not exactly uh, a whole lot of creative freedom um but i think if you're in a facility where you can learn the system you're working on and i guess learn why uh why you're doing certain things um for instance maybe when when you want to dry hop a beer um like are you trying to get more biotransformation out of your hops are you just trying to get the aroma things like that um which i've i'm still not really the biggest ipa person so maybe that's difficult for me to pick up um but more on like the processing side i feel like there were some things that i was kind of uh like already kind of had an idea on um based on like a kind of sciencey background um, and also things I've run into while like home brewing that uh, like at times the other brewer that I was working with, he may have not thought of those things. So I guess depending on how much exposure um, someone might have, it can, I guess it could, could be a little faster. Um, I guess for me personally, um, being able to meet more people in the industry and kind of learn, I guess the more I learn, um, kind of the more I understand that I at least have quite a ways to go um, before I could be leading the charge. So um, I guess maybe a, a general range could be uh, like two to three years, um, maybe a little bit less. Um, if you are kind of thrown into a position with a little bit less structure, um, cause you'd have to kind of learn everything on your own or maybe a little bit more if you are learning under something, um, under someone even more knowledgeable, but just their position alone, uh, they might have a bunch of other tasks that they need to do that you might not see. Um, so you might not get the same rate of exposure for those kinds of things. Um, 
And then that was I guess, great. yeah. Um, and then I guess for getting into the industry, um, I, I think notoriously it's been pretty tough for a lot of people. Um, so I guess as a, as a person of color, don't really see too many people like me. Um, and uh, been able to talk with a number of female brewers. And sometimes I think whether, whether explicit or not, you can kind of run into issues where say a position opens and you interview for it. Um, maybe there's two people applying for the job. Both of them don't really have the practical experience, but sometimes there's kind of an implicit bias that maybe this person is maybe physically unable to do the job in their mind or maybe less passionate about the product that they're making or any kind of thing like that so it, it can be pretty tough um, i guess i know a couple people who have kind of gotten into the industry um, just starting off as like working in a tap room, um, and kind of using that as a, a way to learn about beer for themselves, um, kind of, uh, meeting people in the industry. Cause a lot of, a lot of people will like to go and try other places, um, and kind of like bring their beers, share them with the, with the group there. So, um, like someone working in a tap room can kind of try to get a little bit of exposure that way and then kind of like start seeing the different jobs that might open up around them. Um, for me personally, I feel like I maybe not lucked into it, but um, I think with uh, my college background, I on paper am at least a little interesting. And then sometimes when I try to communicate, it kind of comes across maybe I actually don't know as much. So I think for me, when I was able to uh, kind of get my start at Miller and kind of took the action to, um, to like go and learn more about the tasting side, um, kind of get the, the differences between all of our main products down, I think um, in my future, uh, endeavors, um, someone being able to see that they're like, oh, maybe they don't have craft hands-on experience, but they were able to work in the industry one way or another, um, able to kind of develop their own tastes, their own, um, their own knowledge base. And I think that sometimes is, maybe all you can do to start out because um, if a place opens up a, an assistant brewer position and half the people haven't worked there before, it can be a little discouraging when they're like, well, they might say no experience required, but if someone knows how to do the job, they might be less likely to give you a chance. So um, I think one that I've seen that's really cool um, obviously been around for a while, but pink boots, um, 
So I know, uh, Angie, for one, you're pretty big uh, pink boots. Uh, are you the president for the North Texas? Yeah, I'm your... president for North president? Texas. And okay. Ashley's on the board for pink boots. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, like, kind of just seeing some of the pictures, um, uh, like Sandra, um, the head brewer at Fort Brewery, for instance, um, she'll go to a lot of those events as well. Um, so her, she has professional experience, but there might be other women who go to those brew days who uh, do, who haven't worked themselves in a brewery. And so for both of, like, uh, for both of those gives an opportunity to meet other breweries in the area, but also give some experience to the people who might not have. Um, so that's a really that's a really good point, Jeremiah. Because like for us, when we do, some people are like, "Oh, you need to be a member," blah blah blah. But it's open for anybody. It doesn't matter, male or female. We just want you to come out. As I always say, the beer curious. Um, mm -hmm. And usually the brewery will allow you to do as much as you want to do. If you want to change hoses, they'll let you. If you want to just grain out and take the, you know, the, the picture that everybody gets, they'll do that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to do the hops or, you know, I have tried to instinct the ladies that are there no matter if they're home brewers or if they're commercial brewers, there's a space for you and um, to get them used to creating recipes because that's something that that's one of my things that I want to do. I want to literally create my own recipe for something. So I'm, you know, I'm on uh, for Oak Cliff Brewery for uh, November, I think. So it's, it's, all and it's that as well as when you go to the brewery like oh i remember you it it may be just that may just be enough to um to push you through um say hey you know we need somebody to do cellaring you know and you can learn that um but yeah I wanted to kind of jump in here too um, while we were talking about like the pink the pink boots uh, brew day. Now I um, I worked at a brewery here locally um, for a very short time, um, but it was just to kind of get really just to kind of get my feet wet because like when I like when I go out with my girlfriends, they always introduce me as their beer connoisseur friend and she's a pro and she knows everything and I'm the first one to say I do not. <laughs> so you know when when I had the opportunity to work at this, uh, work at one of the breweries. I worked in, you know, worked front of the house, and I just felt like it would have been like the opportunity to get my foot in the door if there would have been an opportunity to kind of learn other roles within the brewery. Um, but I learned very fast that well, it, it was also a part-time job for me, so I learned very fast that um, it would be a slim chance that I'd get to work in the actual brew house because of the hours that they brew. I mean, it starts at the, the crack of dawn. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really only had the chance to, you know, do anything in the brew house when we did the pink boots collab. Um, so that was really, mm -hmm. you know, my only chance I had to, you know, 
do anything. And like you said, you know, they, they give you a chance to kind of do whatever you felt comfortable with, but it was also, um, it also gives you, gives you a chance to ask questions and familiarize yourself with you know, the system and how things work, you know, some of the brewing processes. Yeah. Um, it, it just didn't work out for me because I do work a full-time job and, and I travel a lot. So, um, Unfortunately, being at the brewery didn't work out for me, but it was an opportunity that I got a chance to kind of get my foot in the door. So, and you know, that's honestly when we go to a brewery, we ask for, hey, we're, we know, for instance, um, Martin House, there's a lot of front of the house ladies. Like, please make sure that you allow them to come and be with us on the brew day because they don't get that opportunity. But April, yeah. I would also say, if you were a Pink Boots member, and it's very easy for you to do, uh, when you go out and travel, if you're there for an extended time, if you yeah. have the capacity, you may be able to just join a, a, a brew day that, you know, well, for the city actually, that you might be going to. Actually, when we got ready to release our Pink Boots brew, um, I was slated to be in Vegas on our late on our release day, and they were actually brewing theirs at. I don't want to lie, but <laughs> I can't remember what brewery they were at. But they were actually brewing their pink boots beer while I was going to be in Vegas. But I just I couldn't get there when they got started, so I I, I missed out on joining. And they were like, "Hey, yeah, you can you know come on in." So so yeah, that you know a lot of places are you know open to just. You know, if, if you're in, in, yeah, if you're in town and you want to just kind of pop in, and that's basically, you know, how I kind of introduce myself. Hey, I'm gonna be in town. You know, I just kind of want to pop in on you guys' brew day, but then it, my schedule didn't really allow me to, so just didn't work out. But, but yeah. Does anybody else have any questions for uh, Jeremiah? Thank you, Coffee. Thank you, April. For your input. No. You know, I always have questions. <laughs> oh, with your questions. I know. I have questions about GABF because I totally forgot. I should have asked for a roll call. Oh, yeah. GABF was good. I missed a lot of people because um, I was on Pink Boots Duty. So I missed Al Sharpton and some of my people from. Um, Minnesota, but it was really good. It was good. Okay. Um, but my question to you, Jeremiah, is as a man that identifies as a person of color, how have you learned more about yourself and your heritage through brewing? So, um, I guess, hmm. I guess at the moment, uh, kind of the way, I guess I kind of just drink in general. Um, so I'm a, a big fan of spirits, um, big fan of, you know, different, different alcoholic beverages from kind of all around the world. Um, I mean, as much as you can get your hands on in a, in a very specific location. Um, but I guess the kind of way that I will learn about a beverage um, and then try to, you know, taste it, see what it's about, figure out what, what kind of flavors 
might be typical of that sort of thing. Um, I, I guess I didn't really grow up um, with too many people that looked like me around me. So I guess identifying as a black man, I guess brewing hasn't necessarily showed me, I guess, more of uh, like my family culture per se. Um, there, there's still, I feel like my family's still a little bit iffy around alcohol sometimes. So um, even, you know, my parents know what I do for a living, but um, I guess there's still not a whole lot of like personal history um, that I'm really able to connect with on that side. But um, I guess one thing that's kind of cool is um, kind of with the like Black is Beautiful movement when that started, um, I was able to, um, back in Indiana, do a little collaboration with a brewery um, in town there. Um, and through that, um, we were able to donate a little bit um, to the like uh, black engineering program um, at Purdue. Um, but also um, kind of since my parents saw what I was doing um, as they've gone out, um, like nowadays, uh, they'll, they'll see things in the store and kind of um, ask me questions. And I'm able to, if I don't know about it, kind of do some more research on my own or kind of help to inform them um, so I guess not really a specific answer to your question, but I guess most mostly um, what craft has kind of opened up for my eyes is how important and I mean, always have to be careful, um, but how important alcohol is culturally um, to people all over the world and how, depending on where it's from, might be made in, you know, historical or specific cultural ways. Um, so for me, I think it's mostly been a learning opportunity. Um, and I mean, there's always history books that I <laughs> probably don't read enough. Um, so there, there are definitely like resources out there. Um, that are that are kind of helpful to get a, a larger framework for how a person might fit into it. Um, but I guess that's kind of just my perspective. Okay. I'm sorry, I was having um, pot stickers. Chris, are you up? Are you alert? Are you with us? You might not be. <laughs> I wanted to give him the uh the floor for uh last minute uh updates. We have closed um our Shopify for the Chichala Gold. So if you do not have that, um you have missed out and if you do you are one of the few the proud the hop the opportunity of excellence which is hollow gold so uh we're gonna be thinking of something else creative to bring to y'all and 
tomorrow I will be with Greg Washington and his partner, Beer is Everything or Beers for All on Twitter Spaces, which is a new platform. I'm excited to try and just have a conversation with him with some beer. Uh, so if y'all have uh, time, join me there. Where we'll be talking about uh, beer and whatnot. Next week, we're going to have Black Coffee, uh, which is they have a coffee that's in the can. Black Coffee is called Gucci Mane. And I thought that was a great um, kind of segue of marriage because coffee, coffee stouts, and beer, we just go together. And he's going to talk about uh, the narrative that has been displaced that he's bringing back to the forefront as far as how we are one of the originators of coffee and coffee products and how uh, he's making those different lanes uh, visible and giving historical context to it. So I hope that y'all come back on next Monday, being Black and Craft. Where again, we do not apologize for our influence on craft beer. This is Angie, the Unnumbered Vixen. Uh, keep Kendrick in your prayers. He was uh, feeling over ill. Uh, lift him up in prayer. He's doing okay, but I know he, he. If he was feeling okay, he would, you know, he would be here. So I know he's just resting. But if there's nothing else, I will see you next Monday, y'all. Have a great week.